Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. To be honest, like, what if you got, you know, you wanted your ceiling done, you know, you didn't really like the lick of paint, that it was uh, it was on there at the moment. So you call up your mate, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll sort out for you, you know, like, a few weeks go by, you look up and it's like, what the fuck is that? It's just like a picture of just Adam touching gods and clouds everywhere. And it's like, I just wanted it to be like eggshell white or something. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got this man on payroll for four fucking years. <laughs> and he's busy baiting fucking Adam's pubes. <laughs> you see them. <laughs> Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and everything in between to the GOAT Podcast, the show with the most ambitious quest spanning the globe from east to west. We aim to find the very, very best in every category that you can test. I'm joined today with, and you've guessed, my good friend Seb and Michael, the sex pest. How are we doing? (laughs) That's amazing. That sounded a little bit like the Pokemon theme song. I want to be the very best. Better than all the rest. That's not how it goes. That was brilliant. That was brilliant, Vinny. That was incredible. That was wicked. Thank you. That's my entire script because I couldn't <laughs> come up with any questions about painter slash decorators, to be honest. How are we? I'm all right. How are you? Uh, yeah, got a bit of a cold going on, but uh, a lens is down me, so um, I should be raring to go. How about yourself, Michael? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm not too bad. I've nothing particularly exciting to report. It is Easter, though, isn't it? Oh, it's fucking four-day weekend, baby. Yeah, wicked. Well, I'm on holiday next week, actually, so... Got a five-day weekend myself. Have you? Yeah, it started on a Thursday. They just gave us the day off. Nice. Cheeky. Hang on, aren't you going to that Jesus camp next week, Michael? Yeah, I'm going to, well... Well, I'm going to Butlins for a little family holiday. That's sort of what you have to do when you have children and that, isn't it? Right, passage. And, yeah, we sort of accidentally, or I think because it was a bit cheaper... I don't really know how it happened, but we've just managed to book the same week as the Christian Jesus conventions and stuff that are happening at Butlins next week. So, I mean, actually, that makes sense, doesn't it, being Easter? Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. I haven't really, thought, I haven't really put those two together until just now. So uh, that'd be fun. It'll be fine. It'll be good. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm sure they'll be nice and not, you know, really trying to push their religious agenda on me. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Exactly. Yeah, if there's one thing the Christians are good at, it's not pushing their religious agenda on anyone. Exactly. It'll be great. So yeah, I'm 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 actually looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Nice. I haven't got anything to report really. I'm I'm a bit upset to hear Vinny has a cold, which is the best illness for an audio-based format. 
my cat got out the window last night. That was a bit scary. We were just sort of sat there and uh, Luce was like, oh, Luna's on the uh, Luna's on the windowsill. And then we realised she was actually on the wrong side of the glass. <laughs> three stories up. Oh my God. She's gosh. not allowed out either, is she? She's one. not allowed out. And she's she's a bit reckless. And uh, it's just like, how the fuck have you got out there? She'd climbed out the bathroom window and then shuffled along a three-story high sort of little outcrop. And then come all the way to the bedroom window and then was just meowing to get back in. She's just mugging you off. She's just like, oh, here I am. I know, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but that's about it, really. Yeah, cats are little fuckers. They'll, if there's any sort of nook and cranny that lets them get out, they will find it and they will get out. I know, she's like Houdini. It's insane. But also she doesn't like being outside. She freaks out as soon as she gets out there. So I don't know what her issue is. She's always running at the door. And I'm like, well, but you don't like it. I don't understand. Anyway, sorry, this is this is not Cat Chat. Cat Chat. Which is our other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> catch us on uh, Mondays. Yeah, if you catch us on Mondays on Patreon, we do Cat Chat. Let's not set a precedent we don't want to stick to. That's true, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing today, Vinny? Let's get into this. Today, we're doing the goat painter slash decorator. Very niche one for uh, for our audience here today. I think these are the good ones, though, isn't it? Because it gives us a little bit of freedom to be creative, to suggest who is the goat. These are the, you know, we're talking to the to the people with this one, the everyday people. The working class heroes. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm sure there's loads of people out there, myself included, who would love to know these things. You know, who, yeah, who are the working class heroes? Who should you go to? You know, that's the thing. If you're If you're listening to this, you're probably thinking... Well, whoever wins this, I'll get in to do my do my tiling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, paint your bathroom. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, this is a really useful podcast to listen to in that regard. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, this is real consumer advice. This episode, of absolutely. Things. Let's let's categorize this one as um, educational. Educational, a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the uh, on the tags, we'll put educational on this one. Yeah. Sure. Consumer advice. Get this one in the schools and that. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. definitely. And just like you know, local trade conventions and that. Maybe we'll give them an award. Whoever wins, kind of. Thing. Well, we do. We do send out awards, don't we? We do. Yeah. Yeah. I got a message back from uh, the Beatles. They were buzzing with their Billy Shears award. So, if you do ever win a goat award, send us a picture of you, of you and your trophy. Happy days. No. Yeah. Definitely. I, I heard OJ was buzzing, but then he sold it to a casino and then he tried to steal it back. It was weird that we sent one to OJ, really, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> well, we got to. You know, we got to be fair. If you win an award, you get a trophy. It's as simple as that. And as Dave Chappelle said, the glove didn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god right who's going first yeah i'm excited to hear both of your um picks for the greatest of all time yeah and i reckon i'm gonna pick seb to go first right he was the host last time oh yeah i was the host last. i've hosted twice in a row now I, i've got to come out swinging to take my crown as a as a true debater of goats you know i don't want people thinking i just sit on the sidelines so obviously the first thing I do when it comes to researching one of these episodes is work out what the topic means to me. As we said, you know, this one's a bit of a niche one. You know, you've got to think a little bit about what it means to you personally. I'm aware that might sound a little bit grand. I don't mean like emotionally what a painter and decorator means to me. That would be a bit, bit much, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> but I'm like talking about what a painter and decorator would look like in my head. When I think of a painter and decorator, what's a painter and decorator? And I thought, to me, a painter and decorator is sort of a guy who turns up in a van a guy or girl, you know, it's 2022, um, and sorts you out. You know, they, they can do a bit of everything. A kind of a, a man or woo man with a van, you know, men with van. 
this is what we're talking about here, men with men. It's like a working class hero, you know, doing God's work. You know, they turn up 10 minutes late with a ciggy behind one ear and a pencil behind the other. <laughs> and they sort of say, yeah, 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 I can do that, love. I can paint the ceiling for sure. But, you know, it's going to be a big job. It's gonna be, big, it's gonna cost you. I'm not gonna lie, but I, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll cut some corners. I'll get you a good price. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, love. That's what I'm talking about. I sort of sat down and I had a really long think about who, to me, epitomizes this sort of rough diamond, slightly misogynistic, if we're being honest, handyman. And I thought about TV characters, you know, maybe like Dale Boy from Only Fools and Horses. He does a bit of painting, decorating. I thought about people in my real life, people who who I've had you know, round to do painting and decorate. And I even thought about my own partner, Lucy, who builds TV sets um, and film sets. She does a bit of painting and decorating and she is a massive misogynist. <laughs> I have heard that. <laughs> I have heard that. I don't know if I can keep that in. <laughs> but yeah, I thought about Lucy and I thought about the fact that she does the TV sets and film and does a bit of painting and decorating. But then it hit me, you know, and I came to the conclusion that I think everyone at home has already come to, if they've got any sense. And that is obviously the greatest painter decorator of all time is uh, was Michelangelo. The, the the Ninja Turtle. Not the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> the fella that the Ninja Turtle was based off. The fella that the Ninja Turtle was based on, indeed. A.K.A. the bloke that did the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. A.K.A. the bloke that did that well-famous picture of the one naked guy laying on a rock with his finger in the air and the other guy's touching it is an old man flying in the sky. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so that... That's who you've picked, is it? That's who I've picked, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Oh, okay. Wicked. Um, Have we gone in different directions with this one? Uh, yeah, it was all right. Don't worry. You've taken a <laughs> liberal use of the word uh, painter slash decorator. I don't think I have, because hear me out on this. That picture is what some more arty-farty types might call the creation of Adam, which is widely regarded as one of the greatest paintings of all time. And painting is an integral part of painting and decorating. So, you know, pipe down. I mean, no, it's fine, Seb. I, I like it. I just... It seems, yeah. it sounds like we've you interpret- like it. No, I do like it. I'm just a bit... We've just interpreted it in different ways. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who would probably win in like a fist fight, my fellow or yours, to be honest, to see well, how I can look, weigh them up. Hang on, I'll come to that in a minute. I'll come to that in a minute. <laughs> right, so the first thing I learned about Michelangelo, or Big Mike to his mates... Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh he really was a working class hero michelangelo he was hang on wait he is don't 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 put don't down the gun the first thing i learned is that michelangelo is actually his first name i always thought he was michael angelo oh god <laughs> um, even i didn't think that did you not maybe it's because i'm such a bumpkin but i thought it's michael angelo i thought that was his full name but it's not it's like adele or beyonce his actual full name is michelangelo the Lodaviso Bunareotio Simeone or Simoni. Something like that. You know, don't fucking out me. That was it. Yeah, that was fair play. Good effort. I gave it a good crack. Good effort. Well executed. Yeah. Anyway, Big Mike was born in the small village of Caprese in Tuscany, which is now called Caprese Michelangelo in his honour, in Italy in 1475. But shortly after he was born, he moved to the city of Florence, which was a bit of a an artistic hub at the time. However, sadly, when he was six, his mum binned it. Uh, she died. So Michelangelo's dad moved back out of Florence to the small village outside of Florence where his dad owned a marble quarry. And uh, B 
Big Mike got his first introduction into the world of painting and decorating when he learned to sort of carve rock and make marble sculptures. Now, moving forward a bit, age 13, he did what all good aspiring men with Ven do. Do you know what that is? Do you want to have a guess? How old? Age 13? Age 13. He's, he's doing this a little bit younger than we did it. We might have done it more like 15, 16. Uh, he knocked someone up. I'm trying not to drop myself in it, yeah. <laughs> he didn't knock someone up. Hit me, what? Go on. He did an apprenticeship. Oh, safe. Ah. You know, it's what we all do. We've all been there, you know. School's not for you. Uh, you go to an open day at the local college and they say you can do an apprenticeship with a local builder. You'll do four days a week and then on Fridays you do half day at college and go spoons. It's a dream. So Michelangelo started his career out by being one of those poor lads getting absolutely abused on Facebook videos by like 30, 40 year old blokes telling them to ask for a long wait, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Or like tartan paint. That's <laughs> literally Michelangelo. He's going down to the local store. He's like, oh, my mate sent me. He wants some tartan paint. And they're like, oh, you're going to have to go to the next guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's classic stuff. Oh, um, I some spirit level bubbles, mate. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a, you can imagine it. Michelangelo asking for spirit I can, level I can imagine It's it, exactly yeah. what you think. When you think about Michelangelo, you think about, you know, a little teenage apprentice yeah you know, turning up with his boots on and getting painted what do you think about that is that is that all right those apprenticeship videos and all that that that's not bullying is it do you think it's character building what do you think of that of that i think do you know what it is with any of this it's like this in everything like it was like this when we were in cadets together it's always the same it's fine and then some guy takes it too far yeah like it's, it's chill you can send the local 13-year-old apprentice to go and buy some tartan paint. Yeah, that's it's no fine. harm it's done, funny. isn't it? Yeah. And you're not, as long as you, but like then it'll get back and it'll be like, and then we fucking locked him in an oven. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not, that's too far. <laughs> like, you've got, where's the line? You've got to see the line. Like, you know, it's all good. Well, and good. it was like that in cadets, wasn't it? It'd be like, oh yeah, we're all having some fun. And then fucking wake up the next day and it's like, oh, the fucking weirdos from fucking East Devon next door tied up some kid and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's not funny now. That's just weird. That's just character building, to be fair. Yes, building a murderer is what is that's the character that you're building. <laughs> that's the trouble, isn't it? Well, cadets, military, murderers, hand in hand. You're getting deep now, yeah. But no, I totally agree, Seb. It is fine to the line, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny until it's not. It's funny if they if they can get in on the joke as well. If they can get in on the fact that you know we, we you know we made you ask for something that doesn't exist, you know, any, I think anybody can laugh that off. But then when they strip them naked and throw them in a river, exactly, that's too far. That's not funny anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's no, a I bit totally abusive. Agree. So hopefully Michelangelo didn't get locked in a fridge. No, he didn't get locked in a fridge. Hopefully, he was only asked for to go and get uh, spirit level bubbles. So. This guy he did his apprenticeship is called Domenico Galandio. Uh, Dom to his mates. Nice. Um, Dom. Big Dom. Big Dom. Donna. <laughs> Big kebab. <laughs> Big Donna kebab, lad. Donna kebab, side of chips, love, please. Lettuce, barbecue sauce, garlic mayo. Thanks, love. So, yeah, Big Dom or Don, Big Donna, was really good at something called fresco painting. Now, wait, please. I know what you're thinking. Fresco painting, that does sound that sounds a bit posh. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? It yeah. sounds a bit posh. And you're thinking that's not the working class hero that we're thinking. Not at all. But fresco painting, what it actually is, is a method of painting with water-based paints. Wait for it. 
on freshly laid plaster. Oh. The man's doing plastering. Fair. That is, wow. That is deep. Yeah. He really is just a a tradesman. Fucking tradie. He's just one of the lads. He's just one of the boys. Anyway, so um, this guy, Dom, who was really good at plastering and painting, who Michelangelo was an apprentice with, or for, his big break came when he was asked by the Vatican, aka the Pope and his mates, to <laughs> decorate the walls. Sorry, sorry, I, that was a bit uncomfortable. Just the Pope and his mates. That's good. The so. Pope and his mates. That's great. That's just what we called the church back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Pope and the boys. The Pope and the boys. They asked this guy Dom to decorate the walls of the Sistine Chapel. Now, the Sistine Chapel will come up again later. You're probably thinking, oh, I thought this was coming. This is a bit early, isn't it? Wait, the Sistine Chapel will come back up. But what you need to know about the Sistine Chapel, it's a big deal. If you imagine the Vatican is like the top tier of Catholic places to be, it's where the Pope lives, it's where all the pedos go to train. The Sistine Chapel <laughs> is the most... And that's the first pedophile joke of this episode. I hope viewers at home are uh, counting. The Sistine Chapel is the most significant place of worship in the Vatican. So it's like, imagine it's a big city where the Pope lives and the Sistine Chapel is where the Pope goes to pray. It's like the chapel inside the chapel inside the chapel. That is like the golden telephone. There's only one number straight to the big man, the G-O-D. Exactly. There, there is no higher place. So being asked to paint the walls there, that's a big deal. And Dom goes to paint the walls and he takes Big Mike, Michelangelo, with him, age 14. And he goes, oh, we're going to do it in tartan. Go get some tartan paint. Um, <laughs> and actually, Michelangelo's so good. He's so good at painting, doing this fresco sort of plastering and painting that he gets paid age 14, which at the time was massive. And it like really put him forward as one of the great painter and decorators of the moment. <laughs> so... Obviously, he's doing the walls, and he and Michael Angelo he has a look up. I'm looking up now as I say this, and he looks up at the ceiling and he says, "God, that ceiling could do with a bit of a uh, bit of renovation." Lick a paint on that one, yeah. Lick a paint on that ceiling, but but that's that's not for now. That's not. For he now. just he keeps that thought in his pocket, does he? Exactly. He just puts that to the back of his mind. Foreshadowing. Then things. I'm going to be honest with you. Things went a bit off track for me and my painter and decorating narrative. He started hanging out with a lot of philosophers and writers. And I started thinking, maybe this Michelangelo fella isn't the working class hero I thought he was. Mm. But then I did a bit more reading and I read that age 17, whilst doing another apprenticeship, he got in a fight with uh, a fellow pupil and the other pupil broke his nose. And I thought, we're bang, we're back in there. We're back in. He's having scraps now down the pub. He's having scraps down spoons um, outside the local pub. And then, you know, we're going to skip forward a bit. I don't want to give you Michelangelo's whole life story. We've only got a certain amount of time. But he does some more apprenticeships. And then there's some big political upheaval in Italy that um, I, I, we don't have time to go into that. But he then starts working as an artist, you know, quote unquote, a.k.a. a painter and decorator in his own right. Whilst he's doing this, he starts cutting open dead bodies and having a look inside. <laughs> OK, this is taking a turn. <laughs> oh, my God. And that took me what? off guard, to be honest with you. Now, yeah. Obviously, that's looked back on quite fondly. As in, like, oh, he's this great mind of society. He wanted to have a look at some bodies. Actually, one of the first commissions he did was a uh, a little crucifix that he carved out of wood, which he gave to a local church so that he could have a look at the dead bodies before they buried them. He's a curious lad. He's a curious lad. Hindsight's twenty twenty. To me, that seems weird. Yeah, why was he doing it? To just have a look, see why? 
you know, what was going on in there. To, like, sort of document the human body, apparently, allegedly. Did they have documentation of that sort of stuff back then? Or was he, like, one of the first people to do it? I think he was one of the first, but you've got to wonder why his head went there. Yes, well... Yeah, because if, if he could have just, well, obviously he couldn't have just Googled it, but if he could have just gone down the library and had a little look in a book, if he was curious about actually how it worked, he would have probably done that, wouldn't he? Not actually sliced him open. And it's also a bit weird because, like, that's not his job. Yeah. You know, he's just done that off his own back. You know, who am I to judge? He clearly, uh, you know, Michelangelo did a lot for society in the human race, so he can have a pass on cutting open the dead bodies, but that is a bit weird for me. Yeah. That's serial killer behaviour, if that were nowadays. Absolutely, yeah. If the story was, you know, Dave down the road, has just gone down the morgue and having a look in a few bodies, you know, we'd be concerned, wouldn't we? We would be concerned. We would be concerned. So basically, over the next 10 years, he sort of established himself as what is now known as one of the great Renaissance men. Now, yet again, hold your horses. I know what you're thinking. A Renaissance man... That doesn't sound much like a painter and decorator. Would you agree? I agree, yeah. However, a Renaissance man is someone who can do a bit of everything. That is the definition of a Renaissance man. It's someone who can do a bit of sculpture, a bit of poetry, a bit of painting. You know, Leonardo da Vinci, Renaissance man. You know, he did a bit of inventing, a bit of architecture, a bit of this, a bit of painting, a bit of this, a bit of that, you know? And to me, I just ask you right now, what's the difference between a bit of painting, a bit of sculpture, a bit of plastering, and a bit of poetry, and another guy who can do a bit of painting, a bit of plastering, and a bit of grouting. Maybe he plays football on the weekends too. Maybe he plays football on the weekends. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a Renaissance man. That is the definition of a painter and decorator, someone who can do a bit of everything. What we're basically saying is Michelangelo is the same as all the lads that rock up to Greg's in the morning with a shit ton of concrete caked on their boots. That's exactly what I'm saying. What would he have at Greg's then? Oh, fucking hell, that's a big question. Because <laughs> I think that, that'll, that will you know, that'll decide it. Is he going like bottom rack? Is he going like steak slice? I was going to say, I think he'd go for a steak bake. Yeah. I think he would have liked the idea of the kind of sort of, you know, God, this says a lot about me, but the poshness of a steak bake. Well, the perceived poshness of a steak bake. You think a steak bake is posh? Sounds posher. Sounds posher, doesn't it? If you if you or one of your mates orders the steak bait, they're high rolling. Yeah, it's a bit more expensive than the others. It's got well, it says it's got steak in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know the lowest tier is like a sausage roll, which I'm not saying isn't delicious. I love a no. sausage roll. That's what I would go for. Yeah, I'd go for a sausage roll too. To be fair, go for one right now. To be honest. Oh mate, now I'm thinking about it. I actually really could bang a Greg sausage roll. It is actually lunchtime as well. Oh, God, I haven't eaten yet. That sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, I've only had a few strawberries. Let's stop talking about sausage rolls. That's made me really hungry. Anyway, so yeah, I think that a Renaissance man is a man with a van. That's my whole argument here. So I think my argument that Michelangelo was a man with a van is solidified by two of his crowning achievements and how varied they are. Number one, when he'd sort of established himself as one of the great artist if you want to call him that i'm going to call him a painter and decorator he was asked to build the pope's tomb which he did and he fell out with the pope and it took way longer than he quoted and he never really finished it now tell me that's not a painter and decorator that sounds like the videos i've seen on facebook yeah yeah exactly and then and this is the moment you've been waiting for he was asked to do the ceiling of the sistine chapel 
which is widely regarded as one of the greatest artistic achievements of all time, aka one of the greatest painting and decorating achievements of all time. <laughs> the stretch is here now. The mental gymnastics. <laughs> at, at first, one of his rivals, called Bramante, convinced the Pope to commission Michelangelo to do the ceiling in a way that he'd never done it before because Bramante wanted Michelangelo to fuck it up because Bramante was jealous that he got to do the Pope's tomb, which he never finished anyway, but whatever. But Big Mike, he's a wheeler dealer. And do you know what he did? <laughs> what did he do? Do you know what he did? What did he do? He went into the Pope and he was like, you don't want that. Trust me, it's not going to look the way you like it. And he convinced him to let him do the fresco pasta painting that we mentioned earlier because he was better at it. Ah. That's a, another classic painting and decorating move. Nah, nah, you don't want that. You Trust me. No, 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 no. What you want is this. That's what they always yeah. do. It's going to take six weeks longer, love. It's going to be another 20 grand. Do you really want your conservatory just made out of panels? Or I could do it in bricks. It'll last longer. And it's kind of an extension. That's what he's done. That is what he's done. And then them two fellas from Rogue Traders rock up on a motorbike and put it in cameras everywhere. <laughs> they get a fake Pope, get him in again, they show him... <laughs> the fake Pope's like, oh, I don't know what's happened, my water's working. Why can't I just, I'll have a look, love. And, um... <laughs> and um, he's like, oh yeah, that's fucked. And, uh, you know, quotes are 30k to have it done. And uh, it was fine all the whole time. And then them two lads pop out from behind the wardrobe, don't they? Wop their helmets off. Oh, and Michelangelo, we're, we're from BBC One Rogue Traders. What you got to say about this? And he just fucks right off. Gets in his van, does one. That's how it goes down, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my tummy hurts. And then it cuts to the credits. And it says, like, Michelangelo now trades under Big Mike's renovations. <laughs> exactly. Please avoid him at all costs. Oh, anyway, no, he did make him do it the way he didn't want it. But to be fair, he pulled it off. The Sistine Chapel ceiling contains 300 figures, like individual people painted, and covers 500 square metres. It took him four years and he had to make like, you know, those wheeler boards that mechanics lay on to go under a car? Yeah. He did a big one of them on stilt so that he could paint on his back on the ceiling. Oh, yeah, because he would have had to been upside down. That is... Can you imagine how knackering that would be? <sighs> yeah. And then obviously, just to finish off my point, he's this painter decorator. He turns up, Pope goes, can you do my ceiling? And what does he do? He creates some of the most famous artwork in history, including the creation of Adam, which even if you don't know it by name, there's no way you don't know it. Like it's the picture of the guy, he's laying on a rock. God is a big man with a beard. They're touching fingers. We all know that painting. But he also did Adam and Eve, the deluge, it is incredible. It's a really amazing piece of artwork, to be fair. All joking aside. To be honest, like, what if you got, you know, you wanted your ceiling done, you know, you didn't really like the lick of paint that it was uh, it was on there at the moment. So you call up your mate, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll sort out for you, you know, like, a few weeks go by. You look up, and it's like, what the fuck is that? It's just like a picture of just Adam touching gods and clouds everywhere. And it's like, I just wanted it to be like eggshell white or something. <laughs> Well, you got this man on payroll for four fucking years. <laughs> He's busy baiting fucking Adam's pubes. <laughs> I can see them.
Michelangelo did the statue, didn't he? As well, Michelangelo is David. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah that's well. Give me a set. That's what I was oh, coming right, to. Okay. That's why it's the ultimate trade, isn't he? Because he not only can he do you a ceiling, he can do you David. The thing about that, and the thing about the Sistine Chapel, they've got one thing in common, and all of paintings from sort of that era have all got the same thing in common. And I've always wondered, and no one's ever been able to tell me why have they got such shiny cocks. I can tell you exactly why. So. In uh, Greek sort of history, so like the Renaissance era, which is the time that Michelangelo was in, was very reminiscent and kind of focused on a lot of the kind of awe-inspiring and like, what's the word, ethereal painting and sculpture that went on from the ancient Greeks. And a lot of the sculptures that they made were inspired by ancient Greek sculpting. And in ancient Greece, it was seen as barbaric to have a giant penis. Really? What did they do about it if they did then? Because if you've seen 300, those lads are hung, surely. Look at them. Well, no, they probably weren't. They were ripped, but they had tiny little cocks because it's seen as barbaric. Because, you know, you, what do you need that massive cock for? Yeah, but it's not a choice, is it? Well, they don't just not, like... <laughs> it's not a choice that I've got a tiny cock. I'm just saying it's not barbaric. <laughs> no, I know. So, so they were like, oh, this is barbaric. Then what did they do? Chop it off? No, they just did all... no, 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 no. Oh, no when getting... they were painting them, yeah, not in real. No one's getting a cock chopped off. I thought you meant like it was by back to just have a big. Yeah, no, it cock was, but only in the sense that, like, do you know what it is? It's like how twenty, thirty years ago, supermodels had enormous tits, like huge. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like ridiculous. Like you're talking like Katie Price, Pamela Anderson. They're ma- they're like gargantuan, and now. That scene is a bit tacky, so they brought them down. I see. It's the same, but with penises. But in only in paintings as well. And sculptures. Yeah. 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 I, so, I just was, I thought then, like, they were going around inspecting everyone, going, barbaric, chop, barbaric, no, chop. No, no, no. Stop getting back to the cutting off the penises. <laughs> no just... one's getting their cock cut off. <laughs> okay. Stop it. Okay, all right. Fantasy of yours. I'll get, no. it, I'll get it out of your head. All right, don't worry. No one's getting their cock cut okay, off. Few. It's just in terms of painting. It's like in the same way that now, if you asked me to paint a picture of a woman, right, and I gave her huge tits, you'd be like, that's a bit tacky, isn't it? Calm down, yeah. Like, if I drew them with, like, anime tits, you'd be like, that is a bit much. So that's what it's all about. Okay, I understand. But what I'm saying is, I'll just finish up now. We've talked about Michelangelo enough. I feel like I've really solidified his position as an artist. And it's up to you whether you see him as a painter and decorator, which I think you'd be wrong not to. I think you'd be taken away from his achievements. Just to finish up, he was the only Renaissance man, Renaissance artist, a.k.a. painter and decorator, to have two biographies written about him while he was alive. And I challenge you to find me another painter and decorator that has two biographies that were written while he was alive. And you can still go and see what they made 500 years on can't do it can you not off the top of me yet yeah because uh they weren't painter decorators well they were <laughs> okay so we're gonna fall out here in a minute <laughs> my entire argument relies on the fact that you believe that michelangelo is a painter decorator which i personally do okay so i'm sensing i'm on the ropes so yeah you've picked big mike Big Mike was a Renaissance man, and you keep you keep saying Renaissance man, or should I say tradesman? Because I think you should. As we all know, one and the same. Yeah, one and the same. Right, okay. Yeah, that's that's a pretty... I mean, that's an argument. It's a good argument. 
It's a great argument. I've spent ages on that. Do you know how hard it is to research Michelangelo? There's fucking loads. I had to condense that into two and a half pages. I like it. I I I, I understand what you're saying. Is there's there's similarities to be drawn there. From... There's not similarities. Can you fuck off? It's the same thing. Yeah, they're similar. From, they're not similar. From... They're similar in the sense they're identical. Yeah, but he didn't actually go down Greg's, did he? We're saying he, he would have been the type to have maybe done that. Because well, Greg's didn't exist. Well, they would have had, like, I don't know. Well, he probably did get. He must have eaten. He probably did go down local pie shop. You know, Italian Greg's. L Greg's or something in Italy. Gregzio. He was a uh, fancy painter and decorator then, maybe. Yeah, he's the top tier. You pay big money for that. He had big clients. Yeah, it doesn't get much bigger than doing painting and decorating for the Pope. And that's what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah, fucking suck on them apples. <laughs> he seemed quite angry. Just defensive. <laughs> Defending Big Mike. You did mention earlier, Seb, but do you guys know any paint slash decorators in real life? Yeah, I know a few tradesmen i work in an industry that's very similar to that as well on the tools i've always liked being on the tools it's happy days it's good there's a lot of camaraderie with it i I enjoy it ever thought about uh joining them uh no (laughs) (laughs) that's why we sat here having a chat about it isn't it well mate you could be the one drawing uh fine pubes on the pope's tomb that's true. If being a painter or decorator equated to drawing pubes on the Pope's ceiling, then yes, I probably would do it. Well, no, but you got to work your way up, haven't you? You know, you don't start on pubes. You start just doing a bit of tiling and grouting and cutting up dead bodies. And then you work your way up to the Pope's ceiling. Funny you say that. I didn't hear that on the open day. Well, yeah, but they don't want to get your hopes up, do they? They can't tell every fucking knobhead with a beat out that they're going to go and work for the Pope. All I'm saying is, Michael, you specifically, I've been very dismissive of my Michelangelo idea. However, when we were discussing this topic earlier, when we were doing our little content meeting, and I said paint and decorator, the first thing that came out of your mouth was Jesus. Yeah. How is that different? Well, because Jesus was a carpenter, right? Yeah, you've already said something that isn't painting and decorating. No, but he is a tradesman, and they're sort of one in the same. It's just how my mind works, right? It jumps like that. But let me explain. Jesus, I thought of Jesus because he is a tradesman as well, right? But unlike Michelangelo, he didn't really do it on a fancy scale. That's not actually what he's known for. I'm pretty sure he's known for a few other bits and pieces, other than, you know, knocking together a few wardrobes and that. So in a way, Jesus is like the ultimate tradesman because he's genuinely a down-to-earth tradesman that side of his life. Do you know what I mean? Like his tradesman stuff, his carpentry is probably well under the radar. I bet you couldn't find a single picture or painting or any reference to a to a table that he's done. A shelf he put up. Yeah, exactly. But I bet you'll find loads of other stuff that he's done that overshadows his hobby. You know, so that's real passion. He didn't need. Jesus didn't want his carpentry to take the limelight over all the other stuff he was sort of, you know, trying to get kickstarted and all that. Someone gave him a job and they were like, look, lad, you've got to do all this. And he's like, oh, he's probably gutted. Like, oh, I only wanted to put up some shelves and all that, all the rest of it, you know, do a bit of carpentry. You know, I like to do a bit of woodwork. It's great fun. Maybe he's like, when he's on the cross, he's looking at it thinking, God, they've done a shit job on this. Yeah, probably. He's probably thinking, oh, my God, why did they choose that type of wood? You know, oh, that's a shit dovetail joint there. It's barely even going to keep me up. I could probably break off of this. He sort of did, didn't he, as well? 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with putting Jesus up there with the tradesman as well. He's not one that I've picked, incidentally. What I would say is he's probably the most well-known tradesman of all time, but he's not known at all for his tradesman skills. Like, at all. Like you were saying before. So, it's a... <laughs> it's just a bit weird to name him as the best, like, tradesman of all time when... His job was being a tradie, but his real passion and hobby in life was starting a religion, you know? <laughs> that was what he was known for. That's what he that's what he was, you know, here to do. Like he loved that shit, you know. Was it though? I don't think it was. I think it's the other way around. I don't think he was bothered about the G- the Christian stuff. Exactly. That was just his dad. His dad was well keen on all that. And he's like, Dad, I just want I literally I just want to be on the tools. And he's like, no, you've got to go and start a religion. Yeah, I, I think it was the other way around. I definitely, like most people, you know, your passion is the thing that you sort of put away, isn't it, sometimes? You have to put that on the side for the more practical stuff like your job or what your dad tells you you've got to do. Exactly. He probably was like gutted that he had to do all that. He's like, oh, God. And God's like, what? And he's like, I just really want to just carry on making wardrobes. I'm really enjoying it. I feel like I could really change the world with this. And he's like, mm, maybe. Go and heal some lepers. But that's boring. Dad, anyone can heal lepers, but have you seen that wardrobe I just put up? Yeah, have you se- have you seen those joints I've just done? Handcraft? Uh, there's no power tools here, look. You haven't invented them yet. So I've all- already got to use my hands. So what you're saying is Joseph walks in on Jesus and Jesus is, uh, he's building a shelf, you know, he's building a cabinet, he's putting something up and, and Joseph's not happy. He's like, <sighs> Jesus Christ. have you done your religious studies you've got homework due in tomorrow is it done and jesus looks up at him and he he knows he hasn't done it (laughs) he knows he's fucked he's in trouble now i don't think joseph would be annoyed i think i think it'd be god that's annoyed joseph's like the cool stepdad but was he the cool stepdad or was he because remember god's watching all of this Joseph's thinking, I better be, you know, I better be model stepdad here. Jesus has given him a bit of lip. You're not my real dad. <laughs> Can't tell me what to do. Let me finish my wardrobe. The clouds open up. It's God. Get on with your fucking own work, Sam. And then sort of Joseph's like that sort of stepdad who wants to still be mates with your ex. He's a bit like, oh, you're right, God. Do you want to go out for a drink? And he's like, no, I've got stuff on, but thanks. You just look after him. Exactly. So Jesus, if given the choice, he, he would have been the top pick for this. Definitely. But you haven't picked him. I haven't, no. Because, shall I go on to who I've picked then? I would love that. I would love that. Well, hmm. Seb, unfortunately, I've taken this a little bit more literally than you. I haven't taken as many liberties as you. I was going to take a liberty, and then I decided not to. I was going to potentially pick Nick Knowles off DIY SOS. But actually, I didn't, because he's actually he's too big, isn't he, really? He's overweight. <laughs> He's not overweight. I'm not. I like Nick Knowles. He's a he's a sound lad. You said he was big. Yeah, he's a big deal. He's on the Shreddies adverts. The pinnacle. <laughs> That's when you know you've made it when you're on the Shreddies adverts. Well, he did replace those grannies. What was knitting them? And that's probably a, they were probably quite hard to shift. So that's because they were all shagging Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They probably <laughs> were. But no, I didn't pick Nick Knowles, and I didn't pick Jesus. I picked John Donaldson. Right. Who? John Donaldson. Who the fuck is that? He is uh, he's a painter and decorator from Bristol. He's 42 and he's a Liverpool fan. <laughs> now, don't laugh. He's a, he's a real, this is a real bloke. So is Michelangelo. Yeah, but he, he's, you know, 
He died ages ago. Now, this this research might be a little bit loose because there's not actually that much information out there about John. You're right, Seb. He didn't have two biographies written about him while he was still alive, which he is still alive now. So he's still relevant. He's still out there grafting. Are you suggesting that Michelangelo isn't relevant? He's not out grafting now, though, is he? Well, no, because he's dead. Well, yeah, exactly. So John's got that on him. Oh. At least his stuff's recent. and It's not ages ago. John Donaldson's got an Instagram account, so... <laughs> And I'm going to get on to that. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So John started doing art about the age of six going over to his grandparents with his pens and paper and all that. He really, you know, he loved art. He loved drawing and portraits and everything else. So there was that. Like I said, the research is a little bit hard to do. He then went to college and he got a GMBQ in art, but he didn't really think it could go anywhere. So he did, like you said, Seb, what a lot of young lads do with that. He got a trade. He went into painting and decorating. He didn't go into cutting out marble from quarries and, you know, the very loose connection that painting on plaster had fresco painting you know he's a proper painter and decorator he's doing people's kitchens he's doing people's bathrooms all the good stuff anyway he starts drawing pictures of celebrities and stuff like that in his kitchen and his pictures are pretty good so his sister says to him you need to make an instagram account and get your pictures on there so he's like oh no one's gonna look at this all shit but no he, he does it he puts them out there and they start to get a lot of attention they are actually banging. Like, they are really, really good. So, he sees an Instagram competition. It was a competition that you had to enter, and the prize was you got to design some stuff for Snoop Dogg. It was a competition that Snoop Dogg hosted, and he entered into it, and he, he didn't win. Nothing happened. <laughs> the twists and turns of this man's life. But 
A couple of months later, he got a message from a company saying they'd seen his stuff through the Snoop Dogg competition and could he do some design for Snoop Dogg's merchandise? And John was like, nah, I don't believe that this is real. You know, you need to verify this. This is a load of bollocks. So then Snoop Dogg himself follows him on Twitter and Instagram to verify that this is real. And he gets a job designing Snoop Dogg's merchandise for his UK tour in 2015 to 2017. Sorry, can I interrupt? That's not painting and decorating. But he is still a painter and decorator doing that now. Yeah, it's like the whole Jesus thing. (laughs) And he's designing stuff for Snoop Dogg. He works for Snoop Dogg. That's massive. That's wicked. This guy's sick. Honestly, he's got 45,000 followers on Instagram. And I'll read you some of the celebrities that he's met in person to deliver paintings for and pieces of art for. Kevin Keegan, Emil Heskey, Chris Eubank and Nigel Benn, Stormzy, Jamie Carragher, Tyson Fury and Snoop Dogg. Worked personally with Snoop Dogg. Did he also do their kitchens? He could have done if he wanted to. (laughs) He had the power. Definitely. He definitely could have done if he wanted to. This guy's sick. And he was working for Snoop Dogg the same time we went to go and see Snoop Dogg. So on that tour, the merchandise that was there would have been designed by this guy. We've even got a connection to uh, John Donaldson. So I took it back and read his name. Um, <laughs> you're, you're picking this man to the greatest of all time in his field and you can't remember his name. <laughs> and he doesn't even do any painting and decorating of note. He does. He's still a painter and decorator yeah, now. No, but that's not as why he's I can good. Tell. It's not why he's famous. He's famous because he entered an Instagram competition with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. He's he is a painter and decorator. Michelangelo's not. He is no, no. But my, what I'm suggesting is that what Michelangelo was famous for was painting and decorating, which he did very well. I don't know who the fuck John Donaldson is. He just did an Instagram competition with fucking Snoop Dogg. This lad's that... sick. He's a he's a real working class person. Hang on, sorry. Can I interrupt again? If I entered an Instagram competition to design Snoop Dogg's merch, that wouldn't make me the greatest podcaster producer of all time. No, because those two aren't even related. <laughs> yeah, he's pe- <laughs> He's a painter and decorator, and on the side, he paints for celebrities and for Snoop Dogg. He just sounds like a shit version of Michelangelo. He's not though, is he? This... He paints portraits though, not ceilings. Your house. This yeah. no, th- this guy, he's a real guy. Yeah. I know Michelangelo was real, but and this is gonna sound really stupid, but it was such a long time ago, it doesn't really feel real. I don't think that's that stupid to say. It's not very rela- it's really hard to relate to Michelangelo in his life and imagine him as a real person. But John Donaldson, you could, you could, if you knew where he lived, you could always drink. You could go and meet him at the pub. He only lives in Bristol. Yeah, I live in the same city as him. I could go visit him now. You could have bumped into him. He's a real person. He's a real painter and decorator. Though he's got, he'd have hundreds and hundreds of customers out there singing his praises. And on the side, he does the sickest thing ever: designing merchandise for Snoop Dogg. Which, Seb, you're ripping the piss, but. If I said to you, you could do that as a job, you would literally eat my hand. You would bite my hand off. It would be the coolest thing ever. No, I would eat your hand, but I wouldn't call myself a painter and decorator. No, because you're not, but he actually is. And that's why he is the GOAT of the real-life painter and decorators, the working-class people, the real people, the people that carry this country on their back. He's the best. He's elevated himself from that, from painting and decorating, to do something else that only little boys can dream of. He's a legend. 
But we're trying to find the greatest painter and decorator. We found her. Not the greatest person who used to be a painter and decorator. He didn't used to be. He's still one now, as far as I can tell. But also not just the greatest person who is also a painter and decorator. But it is related. He got into it through his painting and decorating because he was into his no, he art. he got into it because he was Instagram. No, he was into his art and he got into it by painting and decorating. He's a legend. No, what happened? Sorry, you found a guy. He wanted to be an artist. He did an NVQ or whatever it was. Then he stopped doing art to be a painting and decorator and then he started doing art again. Yeah, but it's all art, isn't it? <laughs> and that was the crux of your argument, was that it was all one in the same. Oh, God. And I think Vinny will probably agree with me. Unless I tell the story about when we went to see Snoop Dogg together. Oh. And then he probably won't. So I might hold that one back. Yeah, that story didn't happen. That Can I tell that story? Uh... Yeah, go on then. <laughs> it's been a while, so the wounds have healed a bit. Do you know about this, Sev? <laughs> loosely. I know it loosely. Because it relates to Snoop Dogg, and this is where we've got a connection with John, and this is why I think... Who's John? John Donaldson, the greatest painter and decorator of all time. Oh, sorry, yeah. So when Snoop Dogg was on tour, um, he did a gig at an Exeter nightclub called Timepiece. And me and Vinny, we were massive hip-hop fans throughout all of our childhood and teenage years. It was always on. It's what we loved still to this day. And Snoop Dogg was a bit of a hero for us as well, would you say? Bit of a G, bit of a legend. Bit of a G. And we got the opportunity to get some tickets to go to that gig through people that we knew because it was quite sought after so we were pretty privileged to be able to score some tickets to this exclusive show waiting for months and months and months comes down to the night we're absolutely buzzing we have some drinks at my house first quite a few you know we're excited we're going out to see snoop dog we get down to the club a few hours early we don't really it's it's snoop dog he doesn't really give you a time when he's going to show up he just rocks up whenever he wants really so we're in there having a good time anyway night's going on and Vinny's gone missing for like, I don't know, half an hour or so, maybe nearly an hour. I'm like, where, where is he? I find his brother. I'm like, where's Vinny? He's like, oh, he was just in the toilet a minute ago, but I think he's gone outside. I was like, oh, I'll go and get him. He's going to miss Snoop Dogg. He'll be here any minute. So I go outside and Vinny is hanging over a bike rack, heaving everywhere. And I'm like, shit. Then I see his mum's car pull up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even go over. I'm just watching this like, oh, no. His mum gets out, grabs him, they both get in and just drive off. I'm like, well, I guess that's me on my own then. <laughs> Vinny's gone. <laughs> yep. He's sacked it. He's not seen Snoop Dogg. I turn around, I go to go back in the club, and blocking the entrance is some fucking Range Rover. So I'm raging. I'm like, who the hell is this? There's a big crowd. I'm like, right, I'm not having this. I'm getting in. I'm going to miss Snoop Dogg in a minute. Who's parked there? I bust through all the crowd. I'm like, get out of my way, get out of my way. Get to the Range Rover, they're not getting out. I'm shouting, come on, move it, come on. Door opens, big tall fella with braids walks out, sunglasses. It's John Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> it's Snoop Dogg. And then my anger immediately turns to like excitement. And I'm buzzing, I'm screaming, Snoop Dogg. He's like three feet away from me, he goes into the club. We all follow him in. We have an absolutely wicked night, definitely one of the best nights. I've ever had. Yeah, don't rub it in, mate. Up in the VIP bit. It was wicked. It was a it was a proper quality night. And I, I don't mean to rub it in, Vinny, because I do still feel a bit bad. Although, I don't think it was my fault, really. It was 100% your fault. You fed me Jagerbomb after Jagerbomb after Jagerbomb. It was nothing but Jagerbombs the entire way through. And I, yeah... <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I still can't. To this day, I still can't drink Jagerbombs without needing to throw up. Like you fucked me for life. 
No, please don't put it on me because I'll feel bad. You should feel bad. It was you. <laughs> I know your mum's still angry at me. <laughs> Is she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, disappointed. Ooh, She's no. disappointed. It's yeah. even worse. Yeah. But it was a really good night. <laughs> and it was an experience. And it relates to this story. It relates to John Donaldson. He would have produced the merchandise and a lot of the artwork for that tour. And that personal connection as well, I think, has elevates John's case and why he's the goat. Funny story. Um, at the Snoop Dogg thing, my brother actually found me. I don't remember this at all, but my brother found me lying like asleep on the um, in the toilets on the, on the rim of the toilet. Oh no! <laughs> and there's even a picture of me in that position uh, that he took just before he woke me up. So he woke me up and was just like, "Vinny." you're fucked you <laughs> need to go home uh and apparently i just said no nah, i just need to wash my hands and i go over to the sink to wash my hands and just <laughs> throw up everywhere in the sink <laughs> that's when the bouncer comes in it's just like yeah you're gonna have to go mate and my brother's like yeah i'll, I'll sort them out don't worry oh that so that it makes sense now i didn't know that and i've also i, I want to see that picture i'll see if i can find it i'll see if i can find it wow yeah what a night and I think it, yeah, like I said, it definitely gives John the case for being the greatest painter and decorator of all time. Because without him producing that merchandise and working for Snoop Dogg, this is going to be a little bit of a stretch. Maybe we wouldn't have had the, that night out. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> that is the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> like, you, like, that's probably even worse than when you said Call of Duty invented YouTube. <laughs> I am slowly um, developing a little reel of hot takes throughout these episodes. <laughs> just bad takes. Well, it's just that's just your opinion, isn't it? What is right and what is wrong? Who's to say? Well, unfortunately for you, my opinion holds a lot of weight in this episode as the host. The impartial umpire. I've got a feeling whoever you pick isn't going to be perfect. Isn't going to be quite the right answer. But that's why we do it, isn't no, it? No, I th- I don't feel like that way at all. I think there's one answer. I don't feel that I don't feel that way about my suggestion. No, yeah, because really. you're just fucking. I was mainly referring to yours. What? No, hey, whoa! You fucking <laughs> wind your neck in. So I have to pick between an extremely famous artist and Renaissance man from like what 17th century Italy, 15th, 15th century Italy. And a man who <laughs> is, in fact, a painter slash decorator. That is his job. But on the side, he paints pictures of celebrities and he's fairly well known within the, some celebrity circles and has a few followers on Instagram. 45,000. It's got quite a few. Yeah, uh, yeah, a few, I guess. Yeah, I... <laughs> You're not giving me the easiest choice, boys. I'm not going to lie. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. It comes back to the fact that Michelangelo was not a painter. He's a painter and decorator. He painted and decorated the Sistine Chapel, which is widely regarded to be one of the greatest achievements well, of humanity. This is the thing. This is the thing. I think the answer is kind of obvious, to be honest. I think I'm going to have to go with Michelangelo on this one. <laughs> Yo! Oh, I, I, no. I honestly, you argued your way into it, into my heart. And I could see him as just, uh, you know, a glorified painter slash decorator, really. That's the thing. It's not his fault that he's been misrepresented. Yeah. I think Michelangelo just has to be the goat 
painter slash decorator of all time. I, I, I can't see it any other way. Like, I think you've hit the nail on the head here. I think you've expanded the category of what it means to be a painter slash decorator. You've really, like, shaken the ground here. You've, you've, you've called an upstar, and for the good, I think. I think this has changed everything, really. I think you should go and change his Wikipedia page. The painter and decorator. Do you know what, actually? Yeah. We probably have, you know, what we're on now, episode four. Yeah, we probably have enough listeners that we could sort of DDoS attack Michelangelo's Wikipedia page to correct it to paint and decorate rather than Renaissance artist, which it currently is. Yeah, we need to get that changed because it just doesn't fit our narrative anymore, does it? And no. at the end of the day, this is the definitive podcast. So fair enough, Seb. You know what? I'll I'll give that to you. Yeah, he is a glorified painter and decorator, and I think that that is fair enough. He's an absolute legend. But all joking aside, John Donaldson art, follow him on Instagram. His stuff is actually genuinely sick. He paints pictures of tons of celebrities. He's done one of Nipsey Hussle recently, and it looked really, really cool. Honestly, you would really like him. He's a really, really talented guy. So check him out because he's actually sick. Oh, yeah. You know, no hate on Big John. We're all behind him. It's just, you know, Michelangelo's tough opponent. Yeah, he is pretty tough. Yeah, he's, like you said, like Vinny said, he's the GOAT. Speaking of Instagram as well, obviously... Last week we announced the Telemate challenge. Bit of a peep behind the curtain. We haven't actually announced. We haven't put out last week yet because we're a bit ahead. But what I was going to say was we did get a couple of Telemates, kind of. So I just thought I'd shout them out. Just you know, big up. We got one basically, which was uh, Nathan Weber. Big up Nathan. He he shared our post on Instagram. He, he shared it on his story. Said go watch this. It's hilarious. So. You know, big up Nathan. Thanks for sharing the show. Yeah, and like you said, get on the Telemate Challenge. Email us a screenshot of you messaging a mate, and the email address is thegoatspod at gmail dot com. You can also DM us on Instagram, and the Instagram is at the underscore goats underscore pod. So get on there, hit follow on the page, and if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, hit follow on there as well. And don't forget to tell him, mate. Do not forget to tell him, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode of Goats, which is, should we announce what it is? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. It's a special. The next episode? Yeah, it's a special. It's a grab bag episode. That's what we're calling it. So we're going to do three different smaller goats in one episode. So Kids. Oh, kids. That's such a good joke. Kids. They're called kids, aren't they? Baby goats are called kids. Baby goats. This is the kids episode. Oh, I didn't know that. So next week we'll be um we'll be touching on kids. No. <laughs> I realise my error in judgment now saying kids. Let's go back to baby goats. Yeah, join us on the next episode of Goats and we'll see you there. Bye. See you there. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.